Hello there, this is Jonathan Starkey, your landlord in the digital pub of Cheshire Matters. And we're just going to go straight in and we're going to check to see if our regular panellists are here this evening. Mr Ingram, are you there? I am, gentlemen, and good evening, and I hope everybody in Cheshire is looking forward to a great weekend. Uh, and again, when he says that word gentlemen, he is applying the term loosely. Mr Hartley, are you there? Hello, John, I'm here. Hello to all our listeners. Brilliant. And to the gazelle. As always, the man that can move gracefully from one side of a couch to the other. Are you there, Mr Trevor Nichols? I certainly am, Jonathan, on this beautiful, beautiful sunny day. Well, on this beautiful, beautiful St George's Day. Yes. How about that? I mean, fabulous. if anybody wants to actually comment on that, 23rd of April, is it still a crime to be English and be proud to be English? No. (laughs) Direct answer there. Direct answer. No, what we should do, we need to make this a national holiday and celebrate this with a little more vigour and pride, actually. All right, yeah, okay. I got Well, in the same way that they, they celebrate, you know, St. Patrick's Day, St. David's Day, and St. Andrew's Day. That's it. In the different parts of the United Kingdom. I mean, I don't think it's any shame to be English and to be proud to be English. I don't think so. Anyway. There is so much happening at the moment in the country. And if you really, really wanted to make a choice on what's going on, let me just run through a few of the things that have been going on. You've got Bernard Jenkin, who's actually turning around and he's saying, quite literally, there can be no trust in the country if there is no investigation. Because the line between public services and private gain is being shamefully blurred. Aye, and um, what's, what else is going on there? Yep, they're now our favourite man from the Good Law Project is being attacked in the press. We knew that was coming, didn't we, Statsman? We did. I think we did, yeah. What are you, impersonating the Statsman? That was Steve that came in there. You could be Statsman if you want, Steve. I'm for him because I think he looks as though he's fallen asleep. He isn't uh, falling asleep. There's no uh, way. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I was, re- I was just reading something. <laughs> Well, amongst, I, I think it's got to be, I mean, there's lots of things going, going on. You know, you've got Peter Hitchens turning around and saying, don't blame Russia. We are the ones pushing for war. Well, I don't think he's got a point there, really. You know, and there's definitely tons going on, which we're going to find out about in Warrington. And what's this about Keir Starmer being thrown out of a pub? Shouldn't be in one. <laughs> I thought, I just want to comment on this because I think the guy who is the landlord yes. actually was treated very badly by his bodyguard. I thought it was appalling, to be quite, watching him being thrown around in his own premises. He, he indicated he didn't want him in the premises, which is his prerogative and right, and he was thrown around and, and pushed to one side by his bodyguard. I'd press on that, to be honest. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, okay, I, did, I did say he shouldn't be in a pub. But what I meant is, we should all be in the pub, but we're not in the pub because him and Parliament said we shouldn't be in a pub, so he shouldn't be in a pub. Are we in so, a pub? That makes sense. <laughs> but we should all be in a pub, just not in. We're in a pub. Well, I have to say, the digital pub. The digital pub. Ah. That's right. It's a digital pub. Ah. Now, I think out of all of that stuff, we we, we are going to have to go for the first national story, which is going to be about about the probes into the ministers lobbying. Um, and 
I don't know whether anybody remembered, but the chair of the Committee on Standards in Public Life, a fellow called Lord Evans, he said a number of allegations in the past year haven't been completely investigated. And that is just basically leaving things unresolved, which would be very corrosive. Now, allegations of sleaze, the Conservatives, these are whiffs of what happened with the John Major government. Are we seeing the beginning of the end of Boris? What do you think? No, I don't think so, actually. <laughs> Spoken like a true Conservative. Well, to be quite honest with you, you know, there's a lot of frustrations going on at the moment, but I'm just sort of given a take on how British politics generally works, whether we like it or not. And the, the reality is that once the uh, Brexit situations are ironed out, and once the economy sort of starts to head back, and there's indications today that we're about to start, you know, having some massive bounce back once everybody's allowed out to play again as such, and things like this, um, then I think the country will resolve and, and go forward. And as a result, my take on it is, based on um, observations over decades, is that, you know, the, the events of today will quickly be forgotten in 12 or 18 months' time. Maybe. Trevor, come on in there. Yeah, I'd just like to point out that uh, if I was a betting man, I'd certainly open a book on who is going to go first. Either Russ Bolden, the Warrington Council leader, or Boris. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're in an election, are you? That's so? right. Trevor, uh, yes, uh, yes. which ward is it again, Trevor? And how time is flying, boys, isn't it? It is. Tempest Fugit. Two weeks off. Two weeks and there's a story every week. I know. Well, we're going to come back, come to that. Let's just finish up this about um, the, the sleaze and the lobbying. I mean, um, Lord Carslake said, said a former head of the civil service has said he's baffled that approval was given for a top civil servant to take a job at Greensill Capital while still on the government payroll. I mean, wow. I mean, that is just a little bit too much. He said he couldn't see any circumstance under which this civil servant, a man called Bill Crothers, Crothers or Crothers, over over whether the, his appointment at the finance firm could have been acceptable. I mean, what's going on? I mean, there's lots of things. And now all these revelations are coming out. They're now beginning to suspect the chatty rat is Dominic Cummings. Well, Mark, come on in there. Well, someone's got to take the fall, haven't they, I suppose. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, it's slightly worrying. and I'm not sure we're going to get an outcome. Now, Boris says the most important thing is to get to the bottom of it properly. So a government lawyer will be reviewing government decisions and reporting back to the government. I think we know the outcome already, don't we? Yeah. I mean, clear rules, as we said, I think, last week, clear rules need to be laid down, especially in times of crisis, so we know where we all stand. If you look at the ministerial code, it's very vague. It says things like ministers must ensure that no conflict arises or, or appears to arise between their public duties and their private interests. That's sketchy. There's got to be something. You can and can't do this. And we all know where we stand. Well, they're saying that there were so many, many, many people trying to get on the VIP route. Mm. I mean, to be honest with you, there was just so much money, you know, available. And that's, you know, when that happens, they just see it as a free-for-all, you know. And if you've got the right, you know, number on your mobile phone, well, then in that case, then you're going to pick it up and start, you know, ringing. Go ahead, Mark. I mean, the government were, ob I don't want to defend them a little bit, but we're obviously panicking a bit at the time trying to get all this stuff in. 
And no, no one was really making an, an issue of it at the time. We've reported on this quite a few times. It's just funny now. It's all coming out now, isn't it? And what did you say? Two weeks to the election, Trev. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Now they all catch up, don't they? Eh? Uh, Very strange. Slow kid in the cat class catches up again. Well, mm. you know, and obviously, I, I mean, I have to admit, I mean, and you all know I'm not affiliated to any party, but I have to admit that Keir had Boris down in the comments this week. I mean, Boris just did not answer any questions. Well, first time for everything, I suppose. <laughs> first time. Don't you mean it's every week? You know the guy. The guy. The guy asked the question. I mean, even when we said that Lindsay Hoyle, the you know the you know the speaker turned around and said, "I do think you should make an attempt, you know, to answer the questions, Prime Minister," or words to that effect. Now I know that Steve is going to be fuming at all of this. You know, being the patriotic conservative, he's waving his pen now. He's taking it out. All right, go on, Steve. What do you want to say? Yes, actually, well, in relation to all this, uh, like Mark is indicating, I do think that our need there is a need for um review of how politicians act and how they engage with corporates and lots of other bodies actually so there is open uh, clarity proper scrutiny and proper accountability um and very quickly i'm just going to draw attention to similar um problems uh, in my locality where over the past few years i've been trying to raise uh, matters, uh, serious matters, questioning lots of public money that have gone into the local area of Blaken. And there are lots of questions surrounding huge amounts of money and actually what it's been spent on. But to date, there are no answers that seem to have come forth, despite questions that have been uh, put out there. It's always the same. Whenever something comes up and it's it's considered morally incorrect then there's a great big investigation into whether it's legally correct and then when you boil it down they find oh nobody's really broken any laws you know because as mark said you know if the ministerial code is loose then how are you going to pin anybody down i mean it's black and white you know it's as simple well, as I'd that i'd like to i'd like to just sort of bring in an issue that frequently comes up in the world of politics and that's conflict of interest. Yeah, totally. Now, uh, one I identified a few years ago, which still goes on to date, where we have either, I'm not sure if it's one or two at the moment, uh, Labour councillors or councillor, as it may be at the moment, um, directly uh, appointed as a director of a public-private partnership. And uh, this means that we have local elected representatives directly connected by way of a directorship to the landlord, a social housing provider of thousands of people in the local area. And I know for a fact many people, because of that, will not openly speak out or question many things in their local area, knowing full well their local councillor or councillors are directly connected to their landlord. Now, that's a serious matter. I'd like to come back to, on that at a later date, if I may. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, we should we should open up those discussions. I mean, Cheshire Matters is leading the way in quite a few things. Oh, I mean, we are, followed. you know, we are opening things up. I mean, we were discussing things about Charlotte Nichols before the Nationals got a hold of it, you know. 
And I know that we were discussing other things about what's going on in Warrington, and we hinted at it in the special, okay, where we were talking about internal wrangles at the Labour Party in Warrington. Well, I think we've got to bring the gazelle in on this one. Trevor, what's going on in Warrington? Well, Jonathan, what's not going on in Warrington, I think, at this stage? <laughs> you know, this week again, we've got another big story from the little town in Cheshire. Is this where the election is? It's where the election is. It's is this the where your, the May. election is on the 6th of May, where you're standing in Orford? Is that right, Trevor? And I'm standing in Orford. And Orford now has become, I think it's become as... Uh, as popular as the uh, the Penketh and Sankey um, Parish Council, I mean, offered because we've become infamous all over the nationals now. Ooh. Massive, the Orford massive, <laughs> the Orford massive, as as quoted by our Warrington North MP. Yes, now, I'll try to get through this as quickly as I can because this is this is an absolutely damning email. Um, oh yes, this is this is Amanda King to the council leader. And Amanda King to the council leader. In which exactly. I think I think that we've had influence over the Warrington Guardian having to yes, go out I've and just got, print that. I've go got, on, Trevor. I, it, it, it was it was a just uh, I see it for you to say it was a story <laughs> we were discussing in our in our special. That's right. Earlier this week, yeah, Warrington Guardian had put out the story of an internal battle going on between the Labour council leader and a very prominent. Labour councillor. Now, let's just make it clear. We had this information before they came out with it, and we were yes. hinting about it yeah. in the special. Now, that's what I'm saying. Does it ring any bells at all, gentlemen? Oh, now, yes. just a couple of points here, if I may. Now, if we, Cheshire Matters, shame the Warrington Guardian into finally printing a negative story about this Labour council, <laughs> hey, who knows? What hey. you say, guys? Have we done well, it? Have we done it? I mean... You know, we can be whatever we want. I mean, you know, if we if we want certain things to, you know, happen. I mean, because, for example, right, you know, there was um, somebody that, that called the program to let them know about the postal voting and how they have to actually, they're directed to put down their preferential votes, you know, on the postal forms, okay? So I only always understood it, and I, I will definitely come back to this, Trev, okay? But I understood it that, you know, basically... You don't have to vote for anybody else. You can just vote for one person. And if anybody in Orford just wants to vote for Trevor, well, then that's fine, isn't it? What say you, lads? Exactly. What say you, lads? Oh, yes. You know? I would. I would. Yeah, totally. <laughs> anyway, totally. We, we will go back, Trevor. Go ahead. Yeah, it's all right. I'm just coming on to point two. Yes. Have we, Cheshire Matters, moved this story forward? Yes. As we've just mentioned by hinting last week about the battle between Labour. Who knows again? Now, Warrington Guardian states an explosive row erupted in Warrington Labour Group. It's about an email exchange between Labour leader Russ Bowden and councillor Amanda King. She's a nice lady. I like Amanda. Of which, by the way, I've had this email in my possession for over a week. But Indeed. We won't to that. Indeed. It was in relation to an offensive campaign leaflet. And again, we've discussed this in our previous two episodes, all available to our listeners on several different outlets. I personally use Anchor. Okay. Myself. Yeah, so does Captain Pugwash over there. He uses an Anchor. 
Ah, yeah. <laughs> we hope your leg's better, sir. It is. I'm fine, thank you very much. And also, don't forget, when my boat is nearly ready, I'll take you all up the day on it. Oh, yes. We're going to call it HMS Cheshire Matters. That's the one. Yeah, well, I was going to call it Raven, actually. Which oh, is no, my- no, no. It's oh, HMS Cheshire Matters now. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have a pirate flag on the back. Isn't that right, Trevor? <laughs> it certainly is. I don't think we'll call it, well, I'm not going to say what we're going to call it. Um, now, the Labour leader says, just carrying on with this. Oh, yes, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Explosion. I, I, I don't say it's explosion. I say it's damning. Oh, yes. The Labour leader said it was not a ward leaflet. It was an outcard. And all remaining outcards have been destroyed. He then stated, now, this is very important, this, because for me, he's been hiding himself away and disassociated himself with this. Now, he states here, the copy and approval is the responsibility of the candidates and agents, all of whom have expressed their remorse over the wording used. The three candidates who are all standing for Orford, that's actually where I'm standing for. I'm standing as an independent in Orford, just to clarify it. And, and, and all the Orford residents, they only have to vote for one candidate. Yes. Yes, they don't need they to. They don't vote have for to three. tick any other boxes. You know, no, just they only don't need make to that vote point out. Okay. Now, the three candidates there involved, which I would say by the re- re- reading between the lines of that, that the leader is probably pointing in their direction the areas of the leaflets uh, Claire Lloyd Fitzgerald, Helen Milner, and Morgan Tarr. Now, I've been involved in local politics most of my adult life and can never ever remember a leaflet being designed that does not have to go to a higher vetting level. Yeah, yeah. And believe me, I've been in a few cross parties, I assure you, and it's, they all use the same system. They have to be awesome. vetted. They have to be vetted. That's why they use, they, they use the upper echelon templates, you know, the ones that are actually given by the Labour Party. Of course they do. But on this occasion... They've sidestepped that, or somebody sidestepped it. The row then continues over the use of an external printing company. This printing company has been disclosed as being owned by councillor Tom Jennings, who was recently suspended and reinstated within a very short period of time. Now, councillor Jennings is a cabinet member. I just want to point that out. Now, councillor Manda King's response to Russ Bowden. I hoped you would take my email in the spirit of helpfulness that was it that was intended rather than gaslighting me in your reply i don't need to be patronized delivery of this outcard resulted in our town the entire warrington labor party and a number of our fellow candidates appearing in the national press now that's a knife that is a knife that's a knife people don't mess with amanda you don't Ooh. mess with Amanda. Pete, oh, there's lots of this in these. There's lots of examples of that in this email. Well done, Amanda. Well done. Those who've done nothing wrong were subjected to a torrent of abuse on social media. Ooh. I am sure I was not alone in hoping that while all this was going on, you could have shown some of, your, of the leadership we were promised when you were elected. You should have taken hold of the situation and stopped it from spiralling. Instead, we were met with a silence from you 
and the deputy leader, the councillor then states, the fact remains that the external company who has been designing our materials are now in the national spotlight. I don't think it is unreasonable for candidates and councillors to have the option to make use of Labour Party templates without being told they will be denied funding if they do. <gasps> Whoa, oh, that's what? And she goes on, she says, I have never heard of any group in the country funding candidates and councillors to ransom over the use of a specific external supplier. She added, the campaign has been very badly run. As a group, we have not had value for money. And despite what you say, candidates and councillors have had very little input into the ward materials. Oh, all this is crosswording this. He states in it the councillors and candidates. Ooh. But... Mm. Going into it. Just over to Steve there. Just gotta... Is he waving his pen again? Or is it a sword? He's waving his pen, yeah, yeah. All right, gentlemen, I'd just like to pick up on a, a quick point that Trevor mentioned there about uh, the, the candidates being held to ransom over suppliers regarding the election. And if you actually take that ethos, that way of thinking forward to handling public money, you then get into a rather murky area. Does it mean hypothesizing with this going forward, does it mean that suppliers to the council have to be certain, you know, certain uh, suppliers have to be used? Oh, I'm getting you. I'm getting you. Yes. You know, you, you've got to draw an analogy here with the thinking that's going on. We're talking here about election leaflets and a certain supplier being stipulated to the candidates and they cannot use any other supplier. Bearing in mind, when councillors get elected, they're responsible for delivering public services, including suppliers and everything Ooh. else. That's a very serious point, actually, Trevor's Favoured suppliers. A bit, like, a bit like what goes on in government, in the lobbying situation. Yes. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Anyway, who wants to come on there? Mark? Go on, I will. Has anyone actually took the um, blame or the credit... <laughs> For the uh, wording on the leaflet, yes. Still no one's owned up to that, have they? No, no. no. It seems, I can only gather from what this, this reading this email, it seems that the, the leader is obviously pointing towards the candidates. It's the candidates who make the choice of what goes onto the leaflets. Well, But Amanda's saying that, you know, they didn't really get much of a choice over different things there. Is well, that what I understand? Well, here we go. We've, we've got a contradiction here. Go ahead, Trent. Double to Mark again. What's Mark yeah, saying? go on, Mark. Yeah, I think from what I've gathered is Amanda King may have some traveller heritage, so I'm pretty sure she probably didn't have anything to do with it. No, no. So not only have they upset some of the community, they're upsetting their own councillors. Trouble at Mill. <laughs> Well, in that case then, because because we are now the Cheshire HMS, well, we can't be HMS Cheshire Mantis. It's got to be the pirate ship Cheshire Mantis. We want to give a big ooh right, for Amanda King because we think that she should be the new leader of the Labour group in Warrington, don't we? All in favour, say ooh-ah. 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 If I can, I'll just go on with something else that she said as well. She mentioned some of the, some of the delays may be due to the fact that a group member who owns said external <laughs> company. I'm sorry, I'm laughing here, ladies and gentlemen. Just, what, 
It's just being foolish. Fred has recently been suspended. I'll just start again on that one. Go on, the fact, sorry. The fact that a member who owns said external company has recently been suspended. It was disappointing that we had to find out this from the Warrington Guardian because you had not thought to mention it. Well, they should be listening to Cheshire Matters. They should. We <laughs> they should, should be listening. Cons- Shameless. Shame on them. Here's another one. I, I, I can't get over this. We should. I'll just finish it off with this now because we should also consider looking for more experienced heads to run our election campaign in the future as this has been so badly managed. Oh yeah, well, they've driven them all out. They've driven them all out. They've the um, You know, I and this want, because I this. I just want to add a little personal footnote to this now. Okay. That when I was campaigning on um, a former campaign, I got criticised. They said he doesn't even use a Warrington company to print his leaflets. So they they slated me for this because I was getting them printed from a Bolton company. And it just so happens I got a leaflet, a Labour leaflet, through my door yesterday. And lo and behold... Lo and behold, or lo and behold? Lo and behold, guess where they've been printed? Exactly the same company that I use. Leaflet Frog. Leaflet Frog and Bolton. Well, they're now not using Mr Jennings... Why don't we start a new weekly news programme, the Warrington Saga? Because it's just going from (laughs) bad to worse. Yeah, it's going on, isn't it? Well, I have to say... They, I think I, we're looking at Coronation Street. We're going to be rivaling Coronation Street with this soon. Well, I have to Is say that, that they, they are apt to leave out different things and different facts. I mean, I know I noticed from one of um, Dave Keane's leaflets, is he put a, put a headline there, more police under Labour. You know, it's there. 2010, 2,142. 2014, 1,919. And then... There's nothing in between, nothing in between, and it just goes straight to 2021, 2,136. Well, in actual fact, when John Dwyer was in, he was the one that increased the amount of police. Correct. And he left them in a great state. So there's, there's things being left out there by Mr. Mr. Keane about what's, go- what's going on there with the policing. So he's claiming credit for other people's work, in my opinion. Oh, that's and a surprise with the Labour Party. That's Look, right. Like, that's oh, right. Take, take the credit and, you know, avoid the blame. Well, yeah, that's it. You know, it's a bit like the, like the bankers, you know, socialise the debt, you know, and capitalise the credit for themselves. It's just, it's just always, always the same. I mean, I can't, sometimes I can't tell the difference. I mean, between between Labour, Liberal and all the rest of them because they've, you know, they've all got their own hands in the honeypot as far as I'm concerned. So I do understand that we should flesh out these things and, you know, there should be investigations into what goes on and so there should be fact-checking. Now, I know that there was something which the statsman was going to bring up about the debt in Warrington. <laughs> He's looking, He's all looking rather terrified. Well, what, was that, what was that debt helpline? That was there. Well, that was Michelle though at the end. <laughs> well, I think you should do this now. Yeah, we mention it. this, and bear in mind the well, council no... over there is £1.6 billion in debt. Mark has found out uh, they've actually got a number on there for 
Well, give it out well, for people to ring in Warrington. Well, you've, you've ruined me shout out. And then oh, sorry. That's I'll, okay. I'll, we'll I'll, make another one. I'll have no shout out. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Sorry. All in favour of Mark saying it right now. <laughs> All right. I'll give a shout out there. My shout out this week is <laughs> to Warrington Borough Council for their advice on their website regarding debt management. <laughs> now, there's some helpful numbers on there. So I'm going to advise the council leader and whoever deals with finances to take their own advice and ring the national debt line on 08 08 808 4000. <laughs> I would add to that that all Warrington residents should ring up the council's debt advice line and ask advice on the 1.6 billion, billion debt. of debt the council has now got. Yeah. So they should all ring the council. Yeah. yeah, they might they might advise to borrow another billion. So I'd just stick to the number I possibly get <sighs> and see what advice yeah, they yeah, yeah. get. Yeah, yeah. All that's gone quiet. It's actually the extra one billion. Oh yes. Again. When we mentioned it on Cheshire Matters, it was supposed to be voted on on the following Monday. And nothing happened. And then it it, it fell from the agenda. Oh, gosh. So they've obviously, they're going to leave it now until after the elections. And then when people forget about it. When people forget about it, they're going to bring it through. Well, I tell you what, because that was such an interesting subject, I think, you know, I was going to bring up about the Johnny Mercer um, sacking, but um, on this on this point, I'm going to go straight in, and we're going to have a last comment from Steve. We can see it. Go on, Steve. Yeah, I just want to say a very uh, uh, slightly humorous but serious point, actually, um, that is now, as Trevor has been indicating, we have made numerous points now over the past few months about various issues across Cheshire and it's rather strange, I found, because I'm seeing not only councillors, but MPs, the local press across the area, actually pick up on items that we've been discussing. Maybe it's coincidence. If it is, there's a lot of them. And then following on with sort of issues that we've been highlighting. So I think the narrative now and the message is, really, if people want to know uh, what's going on across Cheshire, and possible solutions, they should contact the Gazelle, the Raven, the Statsman, and David Van Day at Cheshire Matters. <laughs> <laughs> referring to my my photograph. Oh, oh who are sir? Who are? <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Well, let's go. Let's go straight then to woke on the wild side. Let's get this moving on. And Steve, this is with you. And I know that Mark's probably got one as well. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I'll be as quick as I can. Actually, I found... All right, thanks, Steve. Bit. Okay, Mark. Actually, how crazy with those buttons at his control. He just goes... Like, he goes crazed with those buttons controlling everything on his table there. Right, so just behave yourself for a second. Right, this, this week, right, I had a need to call into town, and I went and sat by the canal. And um, just for a snack for, for 20 minutes. Anyway, so my shout-out this week is to woke muggers. Right? <laughs> because I was sat there on my own on a nice sunny afternoon. Did they steal your bike? No, I didn't have my bike with me. Did they steal your boat? No, I didn't have my boat with me. <laughs> your Paris. I was just by the canal, sitting by the canal. What about your wooden leg? <laughs> I haven't got a wooden leg. Did they take any pieces of eight? Right. <laughs> Do you know what? When he starts, he just doesn't stop, does he? Right. I'm, I'm going to ring Mr. Stark here in a minute. 
Anyway, these four guys around 28 to 30, that sort of age, came along the canal up the steps in my direction. And then the first two started looking at each other, looking at me and commenting, oh, there could be a wallet and a phone here. He's on his own. And then he went and sat nearby and they were talking, thinking I couldn't hear. And I overheard the lot. And they were actually weighing me up as to whether to sort of um, attempt to mug me. Anyway, the final comment from one of them was, I wouldn't even give it a, a, I wouldn't attempt it whatsoever. I wouldn't even go there. So they appeared to rule me out as a possible challenge and they gave up. So I just give them a bit of a stare, walked by and said, afternoon, lads, you know, all the best. Took, took the mick a bit, really. I was a bit disappointed, really, because I was a bit, it's been a bit of a week and I lost the opportunity to give them a bit of a doing over and throw them all in the canal. <laughs> um, anyway, just for the benefit of community spirit and a warning for other people, I, I called the police when I got home to make them aware that anybody else sitting around that area on their own may be a potential victim of these people. So they were made aware, and Cheshire Police handled it very well, and they were glad of this. Okay. Although they couldn't advise me on my actions if I was to sort of face this kind of thing going forward. But there you go. Yeah, well, maybe they maybe they over you know they decided to overlook you because they thought your phone looked like sort of battered or cheap or what have you. Because <laughs> it's not known for pirates to have good mobile phones, is it? Go ahead, Mark. All right, I've got a, I've got a woke. So woken on the wild side this week is the Church of England. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah, the BBC Panorama. Yeah, they're trustworthy these days. Uh, did a program. I think it was sometime this week, maybe last week, exploring allegations of racism and discrimination within the Church of England. Well, they needn't have bothered because in February last year, the Archbishop of Canterbury apologised and said there is no doubt that the Church of England is still deeply institutionally racist. Really. God, yeah, no pun intended with that. <laughs> I, can't, I, I find that what's time. Anyway, okay, I'm just speechless. Well, um, let's well, move no on. One, no one even goes to church, no, do they? Really? No, not at the moment. No. Anyway, only for funerals, but not too many. Anyway, um, on, the public figure of the week. Who's that with? Oh, don't tell me it's with Captain Pogwash again. Go on, Steve. Uh, yes, um, myself and Mark were in agreement on this. It was the Queen's birthday this week so yes. uh, it's a little nod to her majesty queen elizabeth 95 years old and she served the country well and uh, she's got back to uh, duties and, and doing everything she does uh, very shortly after her husband's uh, funeral and uh, you know she, i think she's a great lady yeah great. we all agree on that we all agree on that we're all patriots here anyway all right uh, shout outs and shout downs trevor what's who is your shout out for Oh, my shout-out. Oh, I, th yeah. I think I know who it is. Oh, should we start a competition? Yeah. No. Yeah. My shout-out this week, Jonathan, is for Councillor Amanda King. Yeah. I think Amanda should be our queen. Oh, really? Amanda should be the queen of Labour. Yes. So Amanda King should be the queen of Labour. Should be the queen. Of Labour, maybe, but that's ah. as far as it goes. No, 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 no only of Labour. <laughs> only of Labour, oh. only of Labour. Okay. Only of Labour. Okay, uh, Mark, well, you were going to do your shout out. But I've got one. I've got you've got one. one. Go ahead, Mark, go ahead. I'll do a shout down this time, and it's to um, the UN. They've elected Iran to commission to the Commission on Women's Rights. Are they insane? The, what, there are no women's rights in yeah, Iran. Yeah, 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 I mean, exactly. I don't think there's a human rights. 
So just to clarify, the UN elects Iran to commission on women's rights. Well, I get it. April 21st, 2001, upside down world. You heard it here first. Well, my my shout out is going to be for Joe Morn after he's being attacked. So it's like, you know, the beginning the beginning of a slaughter campaign on him because he's attacking the government. So, but he's attacking the government for the right reasons, not for wrong reasons. And he's going in and using the law to prove his case. So I think that's, I think that's a good thing. Okay. Steve, what's your shout out? I've got two actually. Oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Mark had no, two. Oh, Why he's should you get the two? wave of two. Oh, it's a competition like style, now. Yeah. I'll go on then, Steve. <laughs> no, go on, son. Well, my, well, I've had an add-on, actually. First one uh, I had down this week was to Cheshire Police. I've uh, been very helpful on the phone, and uh, say, I'm very thankful for me giving some information about looking out for people in town. Okay. The other one is um, it's uh, an acknowledgement, shout-out, and it's to the sad passing away of Les McEwen. Oh, yeah. Uh, of yeah. Bay City Roll of Fame. And uh, I can say, actually, that we went to, myself and my wife, Elaine, went to many of his gigs over the past good few years, and there's a lot of people devastated, not just because of the music, the gigs, the atmosphere, but actually he brought an awful lot of people together, not only in this country, from around the world, and he had a massive impact on bringing people together for, for nice reasons. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I get that it. Was, uh, for Les. Well... Okay, let's just state something for the record. There's the bell. All right, and we're going to start moving on to the end where we're going to be asking for positives or quotes. So let's go. Who wants to go first? Let's go with Trevor. All right, what's your positive or quote? Thank you, Jonathan. I've got a quote. Okay. No, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. That's very nice. Very nice. Mark? Lovely, that, isn't it? Yeah. I've got a quote, and it's <laughs> it's specifically for the race grifters who still won't accept the race report findings because, obviously, the grift keeps the money rolling in. And it's this. If we, are, if we open a quarrel between the past and present, we shall find we have lost the future. Ah, very good. That's very thought-provoking. Well, Steve... Look, you're going to be able to do this quote while there's some music on. Go on, Steve. Fabulous. My quote was actually going to be by Robert Kiyosaki, but I've changed it actually because we've had a bit of Boris bashing today, so I'm defending Boris today. I took the music out for him then. It's now... Go on, Steve. It's Boris Johnson who said, one thing you have got to do politically is to identify the ties that bind society together and try to strengthen them. And actually, that makes a lot of sense for a lot of things in life, not just Yeah, politics. yeah, 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 okay. Although I'm not a big fan of Boris at the moment, but anyway. All right, as usual, my quote is, thank God that's all over. Very funny, very humorous, okay? Gentlemen, say goodnight. Trevor first. Good night, ladies and gentlemen, and have a lovely weekend. Mark? Good night, all. Enjoy your weekend. Steve? Yes, good night, gentlemen. I hope those four guys down by the canal fall in the canal when they've had a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And, by like the way, you're not glad this is all over. You love messing around with all this <laughs> stuff. You're not, you're not glad it's over at all. You just like the power. It's like, it's like one of them guys on the doctor, you know. Um, I've just muted him. <laughs> 